I'm Albert Garcia with the Texas Music Spotlight from the Groove Doctors <laughs> with can, love. You can, you can. <laughs> Welcome to the Texas Music Spotlight podcast, supporting artists and musicians from the great state of Texas. And now, here's your host, Julie. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Texas Music Spotlight, TMS Musicos. My name is Julian. This is my segment that I host. Uh, we had a cool guest today. His name is Albert Garcia, saxophone player, most wanted sax player, and most notorious in San Antonio. Great guy. I had the pleasure of play, playing with him uh, for a couple of years. I've known him about five years or so, and I played with him for a couple of years. Had a great time. Learned a lot from this guy. He knows, not only, not only does he know a lot about the business, but he knows... Uh, a lot of fucking people. He knows a lot of musicians. Every time he, every time he brings somebody in, he'd be like, "God damn, that guy's badass." How did you, well, I've known this guy from so and so. So, this guy knew everything. Had a great talk with him. Um, but first, I want to thank Texas Monthly. We were featured in, in an article called uh, 30 Things You Need to Know About Texas Music in 2017," and we were featured under the podcast. Uh, portion of that article so many thanks to texas monthly for that feature if you want to see the article be sure to go to our facebook page uh texas music pod and check that out we have the link posted there for those of you listening around the world we appreciate you we see you we see you on the stats listening uh from around uh, from all over the u.s and around the world thank you so much we do see the stats we see you watching us listening to us be sure to leave a five-star review and a comment a nice comment we may even read it on the air uh, get out of there on, on whatever platform you're using to to listen to the podcast, whether it be Apple or Google Play or Android or whatever it is. I'm not sure. I'll use Apple, so I, I just know that platform. All right, we're talking to Albert Garcia, infamous saxophone player from San Antonio. We talk about a lot of things, man. He's 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 uh, he's been around. He's done a lot of cool things. Uh, his start in music, how he got started. Some of the bands he played with, like the Young Brothers, the Smith Brothers, uh, his time in the military and how he got involved with booking bands on the Riverwalk, uh, his two bands, Surprise Package and the Groove Doctors, and how you can catch them and and, uh, actually be a part of the music. If you're a musician, you can actually go jam out with Surprise Package at Santa's on Sundays, and we actually get into that, uh, how how he got involved with that and how how uh, all the musicians that go out there and, and... just tear it up there, man, on Sunday nights. Uh, so be sure to listen to that towards the end. Also, we talk about his, I believe, his six years sober. Uh, I thought it was impressive because in this industry, it's it's really hard to uh, to get that far. I, I mean, to be sober, period. It's 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 it. This business does not is not very forgiving with that because there's so much alcohol and everywhere. And hey, you know what? If you drink, that's fine. Uh, but somebody like this who's who's six years sober and you'll hear why in the podcast be sure to stick around listen to that other than that here's a sample of the jam session at santa's here's albert garcia and after that after that short clip you'll hear the interview Uh, Albert Garcia. Where he owes, he owes me money. <laughs> Albert Garcia, the most uh, the most uh, w- most wanted sax player in San Antonio. <laughs> Albert, thank you for doing the podcast. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for taking my money. <laughs> I haven't taken your money yet. Okay. <laughs> you still owe me money. <laughs> Albert, I want to take you way back, uh, way back to uh, when you were just a little Alby. Oh shit. <laughs> what's your first what's your first uh memory of music as a kid oh my dad yeah yeah my pops. what did he, what did he play he played piano yeah he he was bad yeah yeah 
He had his own band. How old were you? Do you remember that you remember? Like what age? Mm, probably about maybe four or five. Four or five. Yeah. And he played piano. Yeah, he played piano. Man, it was beautiful. Uh, he played the house. You know, he do the. He do this little thing with the with his thumb. You know, it's like I mean, it was it was great. He was he was bad. He was bad. And what kind of music? He liked the the Cubano music. You know, really? Yeah, like Sancero and stuff. Yeah, like that? man. He used to play at the Chamisal down on Flores. Uh huh. Uh, many a years. He was also in the uh, uh, a whole bunch of orchestras. I can't remember all of them, but he had his own orchestra also. Was was he uh, like you and just knew everybody? <laughs> I'm afraid so. <laughs> is that where you get it from? I like, guess. It's I guess. one of the first things that I thought. I was like, man, this guy knows everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know everybody. You keep you keep working that way. <laughs> so so would he play around the house? Oh yeah. Yeah. Did he have to bring the band rehearsals there at the house too, or? Uh, no, they always had a, a band rehearsal, you know, somewhere. Space. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was great. That's that's the first time I fell in love with the saxophone too. Through, through his, his band. Yeah, you know, I would I would see everybody carrying instruments, right? And uh, the saxophone players would just come in with a. One case, <laughs> one little case. I'm like, it won't be that guy. That guy right there. That guy's, every, you know, when he, when they're through, he puts all his stuff away and, bye, yeah, he's gone. Right. I hear a train. <laughs> Was that you or me? I don't know. <laughs> Could be anybody. I, I had a train too. Yeah, really? I'm not. You know what? I'm not touching that phone anymore. <laughs> it took. It took me. Three, I told you, right? <laughs> it took you long enough to get to get it sound. Yeah. And <laughs> trying to figure out <laughs> hey. okay okay so you 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 got turned on to the sax by uh, uh do you remember, i remember your your dad's band yeah they're just watching the old guys playing you know uh they were just they were just awesome they put the their sheet music out man and you know and everybody would read you know and they'd take off you know it was great i mean that you know the the music would just give me goosebumps. Yeah, even as a kid, I even mean, as, yeah, yeah, even as a kid. I mean, you know, not, did you get ansias to like? Oh, I want to play. And, yeah, I wanted to play. You know, but they don't. You know, I was five or six. You know, get away, kid. <laughs> right, right. So did you did you at all even touch the piano at all? No, no, no. no. So as a matter of fact, my dad was kind of angry at me because I. <laughs> I took up sax instead of piano. Really? Yeah, he played piano. Right, so he yeah. got he got mad. Yeah, what are you doing playing sax? <laughs> like, well, he's only carrying one instrument. You know, Dad, come on, you know, easy in, easy out, Dad. Easy, right? <laughs> With Dad's piano, we had to, you know, we were his roadies. Right. <laughs> so did you? Yeah, did you go to the gigs or anything? Uh very As few. A kid? Very few. Yeah, yeah, they were, you know, they, that was for grown-ups. That wasn't grown folk. Yeah, <laughs> kids stayed home. That, yeah, that was still in diapers, I guess. So, at what point did you actually pick up an instrument? Well, maybe about uh, junior high when I got to junior high. What, so, like the public school program, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and right away is right in saxophone. No, you know what? They put me on trombone. Oh man! No offense to the trombone players, but I hated the trombone. I, there's I that damn thing. Choo 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 boogie, baby. Yeah, no, the trombone. I could never get seventh seventh position. Have, yeah, man, I had to take off my shoe. You know, what's up with that? Uh, so trombone. You, and how long did you play trombone? Oh, for about two months. I really hated it for two. I, mean, really? I was I was in agony for two months. No offense, guys. <laughs> Bone players. <laughs> so it didn't work out for you with trombone. And you yeah. were so sixth grade. You're about I don't know, ten, eleven, yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah, ten or eleven. So before that, nothing. You just nah, you just nah. you would you know your dad came and played and stuff and like that. Yeah, that was it. That was it. And so in middle I, school. I, I, had no interest in it whatsoever. I was just out running Indio, you know. Oh, okay, the wild child. <laughs> the wild child in the city, boy. <laughs> so you pick up the trombone in, in middle school, and that lasted a couple months. Yeah. And then what? And then uh, the my band director needed a uh, some sax players, alto. You know, I start took up on the alto. Um, and my first band director was Mr. Trevino. Uh huh. From uh, Brackenridge, oh, okay, you know, but it was uh, I took school here at uh, at Rhodes Middle School, yeah, and he was uh, the band director there the first year. First year I was there, and then after him, 
because he went to to Brackenridge. Uh, Mr. Ortega was my band director. Okay, and middle school. Yeah, and I gave and, him, I gave him fits. You know. Yeah, I felt sorry for my band directors. Why? <laughs> what did you do? Well, just <laughs> because uh, we were talking on some of the podcasts I had earlier, where we actually talked to some band directors now, <laughs> and we talked about the importance of band directors in a, in a professional musician's life yeah. now. You know, a lot of the professional musicians start off in, in the school programs. You know what I mean? <coughs> so, what kind of what kind of trouble did you give these guys? Oh, just. Being late, <laughs> you know. <coughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, no, I had the musician stuff down, musician, musician thing down. Being late, you know, I had that down. I don't. I mean, it just came natural <laughs> to not be on time. Yeah, not be on time. It was, you know, it was uncanny. Uh, but yeah, just being late, and uh, uh, when I got to high school. <laughs> <laughs> when I got to high school it was, okay so we're in high school yeah we're in high school Mr. Rodriguez great band director uh, God bless him um, I'd come in late you know and if you come in late you know you know they tell you you know Garcia you know practice room oh man not again practice room okay so I'd walk behind him and right as soon as I got behind him he, he'd go and don't be practicing what you learned last night <laughs> So he had, he, that was your punishment to get in the pack room? And yeah, and I wouldn't be able to practice with the band till till. Because well, when we were late in high school, we used to, we used to have to run a lap. Oh, no, no, that was, that was football. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at me now, that's why I didn't run. I was, yeah. on, I was on time all the time. So no, uh, no quiero correr. <laughs> I don't want to run. I ran towards the... So, <laughs> so tell me about the high school. Did you... Uh, when, did you start? I mean, did you did you like the program? Did you, I mean, yeah. you obviously stuck with it for oh, yeah, a few years? Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, what happened was is that I started playing in a band in in, in high school. In high school, and uh, well, junior high and high school. Uh-huh. Wait, and, wait, wait. In, in middle school too? Yeah, yeah. You started playing in a band in middle school? Yeah. The, I had this this one guy by the name of Gabriel Medina. He played sax, tenor saxophone, and he he's the first song he showed me was uh, "Hold On, I'm Coming." Really? Yes, sir. Hold on, I'm coming. And you're still playing it, right? And I'm still playing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That, that, in middle school? In middle school. You know, uh, he came up to me and he says, hey, man, I need a sax player. You you know, you, you want to join the band? And I said, I, I don't know anything about bands. I mean, you know. How old was he? Oh, he was a little bit older than me. But so he like was in but high school or something? No, he wasn't. He was outside of school. Oh, he was one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. <wasn't> he? yeah. <laughs> he hung around school. He hung around school, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so he asked you to join his band yeah yeah and you were what like 12 13 12 13 but yeah and you did i did and i went I, you know went over to his house and he he showed me how to play you know uh, hold on i'm hold coming, on, I'm coming and, <laughs> you and got then, you got the gig you got I, it i got the gig <laughs> i went home and practiced that song for two months <laughs> now did you actually go out and gig with these guys yeah, you know, I, I I really did uh learn some songs with these guys and uh oh, his the uh the guitar player Pete Hernandez. I think I think his last name was Hernandez. But Pete's dad would pick us up and take us out. You remember those big old speakers? The like the customs or you know, they were like bullhorns. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, like like baseball stadium yeah, kind baseball, of things. There you go. Yeah. We would carry one of those things on top of the car. <laughs> it was, that was our PA. When you know, back then you didn't have, uh, you know, all you had was treble and bass, right. <laughs> and volume. <laughs> that was it. Right. Yeah, it was, man, it was crazy. So that you you're those... bringing back memories. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm trying man. to get. I'm Holy trying to see moly. where. Yeah. Wow. So that was. Do you remember, do you remember your first gig? Uh, I believe it was a wedding. Um, we played. And uh, you know what, man? My first gig, I got paid twelve dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, yeah. I remember now. Wow, a flashback. <laughs> you know, I wonder if that old man took some of our money. <laughs> you think? You know, twelve fifty. Yeah, twelve fifty. And now you're making thirteen fifty. Now right? making thirteen. I stepped up. <laughs> So you're you're in middle school in your first gig making twelve fifty. What what's 
Were you nervous at all, or were you just like, ah, no, this, this is what this is no, what I do? I was, you know, I thought I was my dad all of a sudden. Oh, okay, you know, man, man I'm, I've seen but, him, I've seen him do this all. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I do. I, I know how to do this. You know, right. I, know I know how to do this. <laughs> my grandma says, "Bill, how much did you make?" Twelve fifty. Musu, what she say? Musico de como de nada. Wow, oh, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. So you had no fear going into that gig, just like no, fuck it, I'm. Yeah, no, I just, I just went out and did it. You know, just hey, you know what? I was. Well, for usually some people reason, are, you know, first time is always kind of nerve wracking, right? Well, yeah, you know, but uh, for some reason, it wasn't. You know, what I, what I got nervous the first time I got nervous is when we played uh, at, at a big function and there was a bunch of people there. I mean, a bunch of people. You know, we stepped out on that stage, and and all of a sudden, it's like, holy moly, you know. And uh, I want I wanted to do something really st- spectacular, all right? And I said, I'm going to jump off the stage. Well, how old were you? Here? I must have been about eighteen. Okay. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to jump off the stage, and I turned around and looked. At, no, we had a girl singer. And I looked at her and I said, Marty, come on, let's jump. And Marty goes, I'm not jumping, you moron. <laughs> How high was the stage? It was pretty high. <laughs> like six I, foot, seven was, foot? Yeah, probably a little bit more than that. I landed on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> With the sack on Pito. Save the sacks, baby. Save the sacks. <laughs> Always save the sacks. Take the pain, save the sacks. <laughs> we'll save the sacks. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> He let go. Sopa. Sopa. And I still, and I feel it now, you know, now that I'm older, I feel that chingazo. You still feel that chingazo? <laughs> so in high school, what kind of high school student were you, were you at sax? Did you did you like to, to study the music or was it more you wanted to just get to the program because that's what you're supposed to do and then I'll go do my gigs on the weekend? No, you know what? Uh, I I started playing with, with bands and we just took off. I mean, I started, you know, uh, Getting calls from different people. Hey man, I need while you were sax. in high school, yeah, uh, you know, hey, wow. I, I need, I need a horn player, you know, and uh, and I, I just got up and quit school and took off. Oh, so you did, you did quit school? I did. What age? Um, like freshman, sophomore, sophomore. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, quit school and started playing, really? sending money home, you know, and just. Uh, so you were going out? Yeah, yeah. I was, oh, so you I just was, took I off a, traveling? I was on the road. You know, well, some of the what, like who? Uh, just different cats that uh, called me. I, you know, half of them I don't even remember. <laughs> um, Jesus, I, was, I took off with a band called you the Young. With, you play with Jesus? Yeah, him too. <laughs> you know, especially on Fridays. You know, that cat don't pay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I took off with one band called the Young Brothers. They uh-huh. were they were from Hawaii, and uh, you know they. Uh, I met him up in Washington State, you know. Well, how, how did you get to Washington State? Well, just moving, traveling. <laughs> just traveling around? Yeah, traveling around with different bands. At, at was, that young of age? Yes, sir. Yeah, it 17, was great. 17, 16, yeah, I imagine. Well, no, no. I mean, you know, by, by then, I was already in my 20s. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, because uh, I had, you know, gotten a, for some reason, I'd gotten a good little reputation as playing, you know, a good little sax player. Were you always... Um, because you play mainly like blues and soul and stuff like that, right? Yeah, right. Was it always that? Yeah, yeah. That's been from the beginning. From the beginning. That was your love. Yeah, but yeah you know, just uh, wanted, wanted to play the, you know, the, uh, the all the, the the slow songs, all the hit songs, you know. Yeah. I wanted to change the name of the band to the Los Chingasos. You know? <laughs> from the from the fall or what? Yeah, no, <laughs> we knew all the hits. Oh, from Los Chingasos. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was great, man. So you, at your, your young age, you, you left school, just started traveling. That I'm sorry, that 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 blows me away because that's I try to think back like me at 16 or 15 or 16, I'm like oh, yeah. I was kind of chicken shit, you know what I mean? But you just went out there, balls out, went out, just I, I'm hitting the road. Yeah, that was weird, you know. I mean, I, I, I had no fear at all, you know. I mean, it's just because I, you learn a lot by doing that. Yeah, I mean, man, you know, I I picked up a lot of stuff. That's how I ended up starting my own band. You know, doing my my own thing with my band. Uh, a lot of times, I didn't think that uh, you know some of the band uh, leaders were up to snuff. 
Right. You know, and I said, you know, the hell with this. I'm, you know, it's time for me to go home. So, so go back to the young brothers. You met up up in um, I've been Washington State. Washington State. So, yeah. what did what? That was a a bigger band for you. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a real big band. Did they uh, travel all over the states? And yeah, stuff? as a matter of fact, they were doing a, a, the um, the ships, the cruises. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was the first time I did a cruise ship. I, I didn't like it. Really? I mean, I liked eating all the all the food, <laughs> but then you you had to help out, you know. Oh, you had to help with yeah, other you had stuff to help too. With other stuff too. That's, oh, you know, okay. I'm a musician. I don't do this stuff. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? The gig's fine, but I don't want to do this other shit. Yeah, stuff. Well, I mean, it's a different time too. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, they, I don't think they do that now anymore. I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe I'll go back to it. <laughs> that was always my retirement plan. Is I'll go yeah. get on a cruise ship or go to Vegas. Well, you know? you know, it's it's pretty rough when they give you a paddle. You know, <laughs> can't play my sax when I'm paddling. <laughs> I gotta get the boat. I gotta get the boat to Hawaii. Come on, out and go. So, tell me about some of your your adventures with traveling with just the, the Young Brothers. And, and did <clears throat> have you gone all over the U.S.? Have you visited through gigging through other countries or anything? No, not with them. Just basically with them, it was just you know Hawaii and back on the on the cruise ship, you know, oh. and here in uh, all the uh, West Coast. Well, uh, one. When I went into the service is when I started really moving. What age did you go into service? 18. Okay. Yeah, yeah, 18. You know, went into the service. Uh, we did all... Uh, my MOS is a 36 kilo, which is a lineman for the county. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and man, uh, when I got out, I stayed in Washington State. And... You know, met these cats and started playing with these guys, and that was it. You know, just kind of stayed up there for a couple of years before I came back home. Did you like it? Oh man, I loved it. You know, I mean, because I like watching this thing. I've been, yeah, I've been there. I loved it's it. You know, beautiful. I mean, it was great up there. Music you scene, know? good music yeah. scene up there. Yeah, you know, and I I was going from Washington State, you know, uh, Seattle, Tacoma, you know, because you know I was in Fort Lewis. And then I'd go down to visit my my friends down in Portland, you know, Selma, you know. Uh, and uh, next thing I know, man, I'm playing with the, some friends of mine in, in Portland, you know, and doing a nice little gig with them. Came back home uh, in 70, what? I got out of the service in 74. Okay. Stayed up in Washington State till 76. Came back in 76, to, back home. And started playing uh, with like uh, a band called Castaño. Uh-huh. Um, so in the, did you? You played in the military too, right? Yeah, yeah, Army band. The yeah. new, the new Reliables. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were the first Army band, stage band. The very first one. The very first one. Stage band. So it was jazz, jazz. You know, uh, uh, pop. You know, whatever. You know, and we were used. Primarily for recruiting. Oh, okay. Yeah, we went uh, played the colleges, high schools, state fairs. Uh, opened up the show uh, in Phoenix, Arizona, for uh, the Supremes. Not Diana Ross. Diana Ross was wasn't there anymore. Really? Yeah. Um, went uh, did uh, oh, oh uh, for halftime for the San Diego Chargers and the Minnesota Vikings. With the army, with the army band, the new reliables at halftime. I played for, for them at halftime. It, that was that was enough. Was that bad? That was a badass. Little PA. <laughs> you know, we we had our little PA. They don't have like not. It's not like you know now they got some big old deal. Yeah, but back then we had a little PA. You know, in the, the field, on the field, on the field. It was great. Well, talk about some of the gigs you've done like that, like that have stayed in your head. Because I've got some gigs in my head that, like, oh, yeah. I'll never forget those gigs. You yeah, know well, I mean? the state fairs, oh, you know, all the state. Oh, I got a good one for you. What's that? Uh, in Portland, Oregon, we had just started the tour, you know, for the Army Band, uh-huh. you know, doing the, the recruiting thing. And we stopped in Salem, Oregon. And, uh, you know, we played at the show in the state fair. We played, packed up our stuff. And took off, you know. Came back the next day because we were playing again the next day. Uh-huh. Unloaded the van, and I'm going. Anybody seen my sacks? 
Oh, sure. Yes, exactly. Oh, <laughs> holy caca. Somehow I forgot to put my horn in the van that night. Man, you talk about, you know, just your heart falling down, you know, to your, you know. Of course, especially if that's, is that your only horn? Your only, my only horn. <sighs> you know, all of a sudden, I hear this whistle, you know, you know, and I see this white boy waving at me. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's got my case, dude. Wow. Who was he? It was the drummer from the band the night before. Oh. And the reason he came, you know, because that day I took out my sax because I took out his, he busted his snare drum. Uh-huh. You know, we played and they played after us. And while they were playing the first song, that drummer busted his snare drum. You know, so they're going, we don't have a, you know, another snare. And I'm going, you know what, dude? I'm going to get the snare out of my van, you know, from my drummer. But if you busted, I'm dead meat because it's my sergeant's snare, oh, shit. you know, and I shouldn't even be touching it, you know, right. much much less looking at it because right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not mine. Anyway, I let him borrow it, and that's why I took out my sax, you know, let him borrow it, and he goes, no, man, I, I promise you. Okay, great. So, you know, he did the gig, gave me the snare back. I put everything back, I thought, but I left my sax outside. You know, and anyway, we packed up everything. I took off and waved, you know, said goodbye. The next day, here he comes with my sacks. Wait, went, uh, well, I want to. It took you that long to realize you didn't have your yes, sir. Sacks? Yes, well, sir. What were you doing? Were you preoccupied with other things? Well, back then I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I was having a good old time. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> losing track of your instrument. Is yeah, totally, I mean, totally acceptable. You know. <laughs> If it's not one dumb thing, it's your sax player. <laughs> so that was just some nice, some nice memories, and yeah, you know, and uh, and uh, and I'm still stay in touch with those guys. Yeah, you know, yeah, they still live up in Portland. Uh, you know, I got a lot of friends up in uh, Seattle, Washington, uh, to, uh, Tacoma, Spokane. You know, all my all my peeps in Washington State. <laughs> there you go. What other gigs you remember that, that stand out in your head? Because I know you did, I know you did like, uh, you did Vegas one time, didn't you? Yeah, well, in Las Vegas. Uh, we did a show up there in Las Vegas when I was in the service. Also, we did a, we played at this club called the Troubadour. And the reason I remember it is because at the end of, at the end of the gig, they, they served this thing called the Troubadour drink. And it was like a, five different rums or something, you know, something uh-huh. that, something stupid, you know. And I, uh, one night I said, I'm going to drink one of those. I'm going to show them. <laughs> yeah, right. So I drank that stupid thing. <laughs> and uh, I never found my car. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's still parked it's out still front. Parked there. It's probably with your socks yeah. in there. <laughs> Somewhere out there. <laughs> so... <laughs> So yeah, so you you know <laughs> yeah I know you, you, you see I mean, you I see know. the you see the pattern I'm going <laughs> as a musician we all go through those things yes sir it's, it's the same you know yes sir just, we all have our stories yes sir <laughs> we got some doozies <laughs> so you moved back to San Antonio after your your stint in uh, in uh, Washington. What do you do when you get back? I mean, are you looking to start a, a new deal? Or are you looking to travel some more? And it, it's when do you? No, you know what? Uh, when I got back, I really didn't do anything. Uh, I just laid low for a while, uh, just practice at home. Uh, I think it took me like about six months before I started to go even out to go jam, hmm. and I'd go out and jam just to go see what was going on. Right, you know to see who what when where you know so did you, you i know you've always played sax for many years but did you always just play sax or did you have odd jobs and and other occupations was it just just music your whole life well no i mean you know the you know when you when you're a musician you, you either it's feast or famine right and uh you know when it's famine you got to go out there and find a little job <laughs> <laughs> so i mean you know i mean i you know i call my friends up, you know, and I say, hey, if you need some help, you know, whatever. I had some friends that, you know, uh, needed uh, some 
help you know manual labor here right. I, you know here i am so you so you supported your music habit with oh absolutely <laughs> yeah man you know i even i even cut lawns you yeah. know heck yeah i mean you know there was no job too small too big we couldn't do heck. that's good to know because yeah. my grass is getting a little high yeah <laughs> For you, special price. <laughs> special price for me. <laughs> <laughs> so at what point, I guess when you come back to San Antonio, are you looking to, and it took you six months to get out, are you looking to join somebody? Or you say, fuck it, I'm just going to start my own shit. No, you know what? I, you're not going to believe this, and I don't want you to throw anything at me, but <laughs> I ended up turning into a DJ. <sighs> stop, stop the recording. No, stop, no, the, stop the podcast. We're done. Call, Good night. <laughs> call the police. Call the police. <laughs> oh yeah, no. I um I ended up working at this club. I know musicians that do that have done that because it pays. You know? Hey man, it paid great. You know, I mean uh and I mean it it, it was just it was natural for me, you know, and that was another thing that was natural for me. Uh you know, because it's music, right. you know. And um uh, this uh, club where I was working at, I actually I was going, you know, drinking there. It was right. called the Nave. It's on Austin Highway. Anyway, so I'm in there, and this one DJ, you know, I quit, you know, and me being a big mouth, you know, ah, I can DJ better, than <laughs> <laughs> you know. Plus I was, you know, yeah. lit up already, you know. So the guys, you know, they said, okay, go on in there, and you know, so I started spinning records. The next thing I know, man, hey, this guy's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so at this time, was it actual records? Yeah, records, real actual records, record. <laughs> you know, 45s, you know, LPs. And, um, and I mean, I was so drunk, you know, <laughs> the guy, the owner comes in and he goes, hey, man, mix me a couple of, you know, LPs. So I go in there and I mixed up the LPs. I said, there you go. Right. I didn't play them. I just mixed just them mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say play them, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, so he, he looks at a oh, wise guy, huh? Going, oh, you know, hey. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I started, I started uh, spinning records for him, and next thing I know, man, I, I got a job, and it's a cool little job, paying good little money. Yeah, you know, beats cutting grass. Right? Oh hell yeah, <laughs> you know. Plus, I was getting free booze. And, right. You know, what more do you want? To our Facebook people, Gilbert Thomas, Richard says, great interview, keep it up. Uh, Richard Lopez, Ernie Vasquez, Cruz, Daddy Martinez, Juan Avila, Juan Avila says, saludos. Hey. Everybody in, on Facebook, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're here with Albert Garcia, the world's, San Antonio's most notorious saxophone player. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you what do you do from there after DJing? Do you, do, you, do you just say I'm done with it and just... No, you know what? Um, I was working... At the old nave, and uh, it was a rock and roll joint. You mm -hmm. know, played rock and roll. As a matter of fact, I got to uh, run sound for Buddy Miles. Buddy Miles came really? in there. Yeah, man. And uh, they needed a PA. I had a PA, right? So you know, I ran sound for him, and uh, that was a great little you know experience there. Also when it turned into a country and western bar. So I was playing, you know, spinning country and western. Right. And then from there, I moved over, because they closed down, I moved over to the Little Dallas on Fredericksburg Road in Walsham. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I would DJ there, and sometimes I would DJ over at the Midnight Rodeo, because they were owned by the same you know, right. corp. And, um, and uh, while I was doing that, I had a, some guys by the name of the Smith Brothers. Uh -huh. They come in one day, and they go, man, we hear you play sax. And I went, yeah, I don't play sax no more. Who told you that? The Smith Brothers, <laughs> No, I'm saying, yeah, who told you I played good sax? Yeah, who told you <laughs> Anyway. Why did you, did you not, did you not want to play or just? I were... just, yeah, no, I, I just, you know, I knew I was making money, you know. Okay. And if, I knew if I started playing again, I was going to starve. Right, right. I you got know. you, I got you. You know, I mean, because I, I didn't know who the Smith brothers were. You know, right. I don't know. You know, are they? Are you making money? <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you know, I'm making pretty good money right here. Right. Bro, you know, but anyway, uh, I I didn't think about in, 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 you know about them anymore, and uh, was working, kept working as a DJ, and then all of a sudden one Sunday I was off, 
and one of my old buddies, Don Reeves, calls mm-hmm. me over, and he was working bartending over at the old uh, Liberty Bar. Mm-hmm. And he goes, man, come on over here to the Liberty Bar on Grayson. And I went, and he says, you can't miss it. You know, the building's like tilted. And I went, okay, <laughs> you know, I want to go in here. And I I walked in there, and I hear this band playing. And it's, I mean, right off the bat, it caught my ear. They were playing some Texas swing, you know. Gotcha. And, uh, man, the, um, they were in a different room, so you couldn't see them, but you could hear them. Right. You know, and I'm, and I'm talking to Don and got my beer. And I'm going, wow, man, that sounds really good. You know, he goes, go in there, go in there. So I stuck my head in there. And they got this cat playing a washtub bass. Boom, boom, boom. An boom, actual boom. with the stickers. An string. actual one. <laughs> I mean, uh, number three, washtub bass. <laughs> wow. I mean, Julian, this cat, I mean, he was amazing. He, uh, his name was Boudreaux Spears, one of the Spears brothers. Okay. Uh, Willie Nelson's uh, B Spears, you know, was okay, his bass player. Okay. Okay. Well, this is uh, B Spears' little brother, uh, uh, Boudreaux. Wow. Anyway, my man Boudreaux. I mean, uh, I was I was just amazed by the way his you know his musicianship. He could play bass also, but but it's way cooler to play. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going. My God, you know. I mean, and and we we put a a, a pickup underneath his. Uh, the wash tub and it came out even more really you know, yeah i mean it was it was it was awesome that was his his thing all night no 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 i mean yeah it was, it was pretty much all night okay. but he played the electric guitar every now and then right. but uh it's nothing like the effect of that nothing that, like that the effect booming, yeah that you, know, booming sound. you know and i mean you know and he was just a you know uh hillbilly looking dude man on the i mean he, you know <laughs> It was hilarious. The Smith <laughs> brothers, and nobody was named Smith. <laughs> what? I don't know. I mean, I you know when I got into the band, I said, "Well, the Smith brothers. Who's who's the Smith?" Wait, wait. They, nobody's named Smith. Nobody was named Smith. You had J. Urbano, Joe Estes, you know, guitar players, uh, uh, Bujo Spears, Washington Bass, and, and then you know I joined the band. And, were, and I'm a Garcia. Why were they called the Smith Brothers? I don't know. <laughs> you, ne- you never found out? Uh, well, well, I believe uh, somebody asked them. They were playing some gig or something, and you know it was just Joe and Jay because they're the original Smith Brothers. Uh, you know what's the name of the band? And they look at each other and go, and there was a cup, uh, uh, you know, a little box of Smith Brothers cough drops there, <laughs> and they, you know, Smith Brothers. <laughs> So, I mean, fuck, you know, so fucking cough drops <laughs> names. <laughs> yeah. And that's been their name ever since. You know, ever since. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but those guys, those, man, those guys were hilarious. You know, they, that was a great little band. They, so you started playing with them and how long were you with, with those guys? Oh God, I don't know. Oh, man, I was, I was with them a long time. Mm, 15 years. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Probably about fifteen years, and, you know. And I'm, you know, we still see each other. I, I go out yeah. to you know go jam with uh, brother Jay or, or Bono out at uh, Jake's in Pipe Creek. Yeah. On a Wednesday, he hosts a jam session out there. Really. You know, and I go out there, you know, and jam with them every now and then. Whenever. And did they go out and tour as well, or was it just main regional or? Uh, you know, we did outside the Loop tour. Okay. So the Loop sixteen oh four or four ten? Uh, Which 410. one? Four ten. Four ten Loop. Yeah. <laughs> You have the shirt? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Koozies. 410. 410 tour. What year was that? Uh, 1859. 1859. Good, <laughs> good whiskey. <laughs> so after you leave the Smith Brothers, where do you go from there? And why did you leave the Smith Brothers? Oh, man, just, uh, it was just time for a change, you know? It was just, uh, oh, we, we had gone through some you know personal changes and right. uh, you know as, it was just it was just time to move as on as most bands do yeah you know it was just time to move on and uh and uh, that's when i started my surprise package started surprise package what and, year was about what, about what years is this? oh man uh, 1986 really yeah 85 86 
started surprise package, and we were playing all up and down. You know, back then when uh, St. Mary's was kicking, right. you know, we were playing down there. Uh, always covers. Always yeah. covers. You know, uh, the rhythm and blues stuff. Uh, uh, some original material that I had. Yeah, man, just working down. Oh, then I started playing down on the Riverwalk. Right. I I started off at the Hilton. When, uh, when was that? Oh God, I don't know. But I know we started at the Hilton, playing at the Hilton, <laughs> and uh, it was in the eighties, probably. Okay. Probably eighty nine. Why do you laugh? What was so special about that? Well, because they had so many rules, and we oh. <laughs> You know, and we're going, we're looking at it, you know, like, you know, we're laughing, at, you know, with each other, you know. Going, right. They want us to do this, <laughs> and you want us to do this, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, you know. And then uh, it, it was just, you know, you can't do this and you can't do that. Right. And back then, you could smoke, right? Right. You know, back then, you could smoke. Well, then they, you know, they slowly, slowly, we're going to start, you know, making you smoke outside. All right, well, that's cool. You know, I can smoke outside. And then they said, well, if you're an employee, you can't smoke here. You got to smoke over there. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm not really an employee. <laughs> Contracted, not even that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so I'm smoking here. I'm not walking over there, <laughs> you know. And I said, I'm not bothering anybody. Leave me alone. So that started your, your Riverwalk run, I guess. Riverwalk you run. you played several places down here, Yes, right? sir. Started off at the Hilton. When uh, when we left the Hilton, we went we moved over to the... Uh, um, uh, it's Landry's now, but right. back then it was called the uh, the Overlooked, mm-hmm. you know, the Overlooked Saloon. And uh, Boudreaux's, yeah, Boudreaux's, yeah. you know. And we worked there for a long time. And uh, while we were working there, the people from Dick's Last Resort happened to walk in, you know, and then hear, hear us play. And then next thing you know, hey, man. Uh, the rest is history? What a job. <laughs> exactly. Kind of like what you told me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we start laughing. You, you want to give me a job? <laughs> Do you know who I am? <laughs> Musician and jobs don't go together. <laughs> somehow, somehow, just you know, and and it was it was funny, and but it gets funnier because one one day while I'm inside Dick's Last Resort, I'm listening to this band, quote unquote uh-huh. band, and I'm going, who in the hell got this band? <laughs> <laughs> and they go. Well, you know, our booking agent. And who in the hell is our booking agent? Well, it's, you know, some people from New York. Oh. So, you know, New York. New York City. New York City. Get a rope. Man, what does New York City know about San Antonio? Right. Texas, you know. Anyway, uh, a couple of weeks later, I get a, you know, get a, you know, called into the office. And I went, oh, crap, what did I do now? <laughs> So I'm in the office, and they go, hey, man, uh, we hear you don't like the music scene here you know, at Dick's Last Resort. And I went, well, if you're talking about that quote-unquote band that was here the other night, you right. know, I said, yeah. I said, you know, I could do a better job for you than that, baby. And he says, okay, well, would you like to hire the band? And I'm going, you want to give me a job? <laughs> here we go again. But yeah, you know, uh, they they let me uh, book the bands down there. And how long did you do that? Because I know um, we were doing that for about two, three years. Yeah, yeah, we did that for two, three years. Because I remember when I came and I and I I met you. I don't even remember what year it was, but I think Dougie called me and said, "Hey, can you come fill in or something like that?" And uh, I said, "Sure." Filled in, met you. After the gig, you say. You want a gig? You want to work? <laughs> How much said, do you sure. want to work? Yeah, exactly. That, that was your word. How much do you want to work? I said, I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> All right. So there I go with Albert. And then I started playing like between four to six nights a week. And was like, <laughs> this guy wasn't bullshitting, man. <laughs> Just working my ass off. <laughs> yeah. You know, I surprise a lot of people like that, you know, because, they, you know, a lot of people think, you know, I'm only working on Mondays and I mean on Fridays and Saturdays, right. just the weekend. But you know, when I tell them, I said, "Well, you know, how much do you want to work?" You know, they go, "Well, you know, I'm pretty available." 
Right. I said, okay, we start Monday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wait, 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 what, what, what? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know, because at one point we were doing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then occasional Sunday. Well, you, you've always done Sunday. Yeah. But uh, working those, uh, what, five nights a week, just playing music <coughs> and doing that for a living. Yes, And sir. then booking bands at, at Dick's Last Resort, too. you got a nice little thing going there. Yeah. Well, you know, not only Dick's Last Resort, but I was also helping out, you know, other places. You know, they called me up. Yeah. I try to help everybody. You know, I mean, right. you know, we rise by, by by helping others, right? So, you know, I kind of figure if I do a good my good good deed, you right, know, some, right. you know, some sense so far it's been happening, you know. Uh gigging here, gigging there, uh anywhere they'll open the door for me. You and know? you've also got the Groove Doctors, which is Ooh, yeah. why did why did you do two different things? Well, the Groove Doctors uh used to be we used to be called uh, the altered natives, okay, and uh, uh, one of my best buddies, Mr. Bobby Gonzalez, uh, ha- you know, started the uh, uh, altered natives, an excellent band. And uh, when he, you know, he let the band go, I, I was, uh, you know, already getting some some gigs in, and I needed a band. So you know, the, some of the guys go, "Hey, man, do you need?" You need help? And I went, yeah, if you can help me, you know, come on. Right. And uh, then they told me, you know, hey, you know, the band's not, you know, Alternatives is, is uh, you know, going to fold. And I went, okay, man, well, not, you know, if you guys talk to Bobby, you know, come with me. You guys ain't doing nothing. And uh, we started off, you know, playing gigs. Uh, and then, uh, you know, just uh, after some of the guys got out of the band, uh, you know, we started doing the personnel change like all the bands do, you know, mm-hmm. growing pains. Uh, got here, got there. You know, Andy was, Andy Walker was work, working with us, you know. As a matter of fact, Andy Walker was the one who was telling me, man, uh, you need to hear this guy by the name of Julian play bass. And I said, who is this Jewel you talk who about? Fuck is you know, <laughs> who is this Jewel you talk about, my friend? Anyway, but yeah, man, uh, uh, we got to hear Jewel, and next thing I know, so it, it, yeah. the Groove Doctors came out of like, the alternatives, alternatives, right? yeah. And uh, we just, you know, we just kept on from there, and went to went to Groove Doctors. So why do you still have you still have a surprise package? Yeah, still got them. And Groove Doctors, it's two different bands, all right. Yes, sir. So it's two different guys. Yeah, well, I mean, not you two know, different guys, but they're different members. Yeah, well, the the Groove Doctors, it's uh more dance, you know, more right. dance band, more, you know, stuff, you, you know, people want to party. It's a party band. Mm-hmm. As where, uh, you know, surprise package, it's we do the blues, you know, right. uh, you know, some light jazz, you know, nothing heavy, you know, right. just, you know, you know, song for my father, you know, tenor madness. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I had fun playing in both bands. It was great. <laughs> It gets fun- it gets yeah. funky on my 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 Sunday jams over. Well, at that's Sadness. what I, want. I was going to bring them next yeah. because I brought that jam up on my podcast more than two or three times. Oh man, that is. A- I've always mentioned it more than a few times. People yeah. ask me about yeah. things, and I said, I always tell them you have to go to Santa's on a Sunday. Oh, oh. If you're listening to the podcast, if you're in San Antonio or even on Facebook, you need to go to Santa's on the east side on Sunday evenings from what time? Seven to ten. And how long have you been doing that? Uh, we're going on five years now. Five years. Man, and you get some of the finest musicians and all my musicians, musician friends here in San Antonio. Right. This is your open invitation to come on and join us. Man, uh, got some heavy cats. We get some cats from Houston, uh, Dallas, uh, the cats from Austin, and they all come in. And the first thing they say, they tell me, we don't have anything like this. And I'm going, you're kidding me. Right. You know? And I'm going. You you really are kidding me, aren't I'm, you? I'm going to plug it because I the, I've helped you out twice there. Oh man! And and this is the same story I've told before on the podcast. Is that's the first time I did it. I was uh, I think filling in for somebody, uh, probably Steve or someone like that. Steve Roth. Yeah, Steve Roth. And and I I that was the first time I came home. And I'm I've been playing for years as well, just like you, but not as long as you, but. It was the first time I came home, and I was grinning ear to ear. And I told my my wife's looking at me like, "What the hell's wrong with you?" And I go, "Babe, I had the greatest time there." She's like, "What?" I said, "No, you you don't understand." I said, "The people there 
are there to see you and there to hear music. Yeah. And the musicians that showed up that night, I told her, fucking amazing. And I was just like, I came home and said, I haven't had that much fun in years. Yeah. And as long as I've been doing in this business, it's, it's, it's you know, it gets, it gets monotonous yeah. to be a musician and play the same shit over and over again. Yes, sir. But coming from that jam session, I was just like, oh, my God. And I recommend it to any musician out there, either on Facebook or on the podcast, is to get your ass out there to Santa because even if you're not a musician, to hear these guys play, the, the, and I've said it before, Albert knows everybody, and if he doesn't know him, he will know him by the end of the night. You know, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> yeah. So it's just he gets some great musicians out there. Uh, you even had like two players, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, we, well, uh, you know, uh, the guys from the uh, San Antonio Blue Cats came out. You know, brother uh, Michael Davis, uh, George Bristol. Uh, yeah, we even had Ruben V come out there, yeah. you know, Brother Ruben V. Uh, some cats. Uh, Jay Martinez is always out there, you know, yeah. with me. Great guitar player. A great guitar player. Uh, oh, he know, he brother, knows a lot of songs. Too. Yeah, he does, man. <laughs> How about uh, Chris Cortizo? Chris, Chris Cortizo, Cortizo is an amazing, amazing guitar player. Amazing guitar player. He's the only guitar player that I can hear play, and, and I don't know where he got those licks from. Yeah. You know, yeah. you hear somebody play licks, like, yeah, that sounds like Steve Ray, or that sounds like so-and-so, yeah. so-and-so. Yeah. Chris plays licks, and I'm just like, where the hell did you get that from? Yeah, that where did make, that come yeah. from? Exactly. You know, that's a come. Yeah. I know we got Michael on drums, but, you know, Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> my primo. And my little, my little primo. My mom told me I had to give him a job. <laughs> or else. <laughs> so what about some of the other musicians you've had come by there, the jam session? Oh, God. Uh, we had... Uh, who else come by? Oh, brother uh, George Rivas come in there. Uh-huh. Georgie, Georgie come in, Rivas... Uh, uh, um, Renee Sines, ooh, Renee Sines, that's a bad boy. Este, Al Gomez come in there, Hermano Al, Tocayo, uh, Mr. Louis Bustos, Louis Bustos come in there, uh, Ernie, hijo Ernie, Hermano Ernie de la Vida. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Mr. Oh, my, my hermano, este, Eddie Palanco. A lot of great cats, man. Yeah. You got a, a lot of great musicians coming by there, and the, the cool thing about and I'm, I'm going to brag about that that jam session because the first set is the band surprise package playing some cover stuff and playing about an hour or so, right? Yeah. yeah. And then they break, and everybody goes and eats <laughs> the buffet, right? They have a buffet there, and people go dressed up. Yeah. And I was like, why are they all dressed up for? Is it they, that's their night? Their night outing you know they're gonna go and hear some music get some food uh, maybe even dance a little bit so they, they do one set they break they go eat we all eat and then all the musicians come in with their gear and they just kind of put their stuff by the stage and stuff like that and then the second set after dinner is the, the open jam session and that's where it gets crazy and crazy. And, and very cool to watch and listen to how about mr richard potter potter oh my god Oh my God! Yeah, hey. when I, I the first time I heard him play, I was like, "What the fuck, man!" I, I hate that kid. I hate that. <laughs> so kid. many great musicians that that come out there, and and, and it, you're doing yourself, uh, you would do yourself a favor to go out there and check him out, and and on a Sunday evening that that you've been putting on for someone long, and it's, yeah. you know, it's you've had an impact with musicians by doing this, and whether you know it or not, you know, musicians. <laughs> appreciate what you do for them and i appreciate something from you too i don't know if i've ever told you i've told other people too i when i started started doing my solo stuff you gave me the opportunity to play my solo stuff at dicks yeah and i appreciate that but the other part that i've told other people too is i learned a lot about managing an audience by watching you at dicks <laughs> okay a lot of what you what you what I say on now that I'm I'm still doing some solo stuff. A lot of what I do is based on what you say. Maybe even copy some of the stuff you say because there's some there's some jokes you say on stage that I I still kind of use because <laughs> goddamn it they're funny. <laughs> so, but but thanks to you that I, I learned how to how to manage a crowd because uh, managing a Dick's crowd Dick's last resort crowd is is, is can be rough sometimes rough. right you know. they're awful rough yeah so it, it's it was i learned a lot from you and and through through that experience with playing you for the couple of years that i did and, and thank you for that because i still carry that with me and oh, still man. use it in my in my performances keep keep it keep it going brother keep it going <laughs> keep it going now, i did want to talk about one thing uh you're you're six years sober 
Yes, sir. Congratulations. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. October and the 7th, as a matter of fact, was my six years. To that, man. That's, that's something. I mean, yeah. it's something, as a musician, not easy to do all the time, is Not it? easy one damn bit. What was the, the, the point that you said, I'm done? Well, you know what? Uh, the, the fact that I got a DWI, you know, um, I'd just gotten through my gig, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I wasn't drinking. You know, I really wasn't drinking. I waited till the end of the night because I got so much equipment. So I loaded up my equipment, put everything in the you know in the truck, took off. I'm going down the road. Next thing I know, man, lights are on, and I'm going, okay, you know what? She said I was weaving, uh-huh. and I I said no. I was you know got away from this 18 wheeler. You know, got in front of him. Turned my blinker on, got him, you know, because I'm getting off up, you know, on my exit. Got off on my exit, and I said, if you're going to stop me for something, you're stopping me for going 40 in a 35-mile zone. Right. Anyway, uh, she already had somebody in the car, so she gave me to another police officer and went. Anyway, uh, I thought I passed. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the, uh, the sobriety test. <laughs> so you did the whole line thing? I did the whole line thing, but they said they lost the, you know, you know, you know, they said they lost the film. And I'm going, well, okay, you know, that's a, that's a feather in my cap then, right? You know, they go, no. <laughs> when my lawyer said, you know, he said, hey, man, this, you know, yeah, yeah, it's going to be 10 years if, you found, if you're found guilty. And I'm going, 10 years? Are you kidding me? For what? <laughs> anyway... Uh, I said, take the deal, you know, take the deal. Right. So it was like, you know, probation uh, for three years or two years, or I can't remember what it was. But anyway, I was on probation for a while. And, uh, you so know. So that initially stopped you drinking? Yeah, you, you know. I, I mean, was going to co- stop for a Well, while. not just, not this, you know, not because they told me to stop, but because all the money they, they, they got, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I'm saying, how much is this costing me? You know, because there's other fees and penalties you got to pay. Oh my God, the fees was, you know, I could have fixed my house, you know, two times over, you know. And I'm going, oh man, this is this is sickening, you know. I mean, you know, I told my wife, I said, you know what, never again, I'll never drink again. She goes, well, you know, my wife is well, yeah, you know, sure, we'll see. see." (laughs) I said, no, man, I'm telling you. They hurt me in the pocketbook, right. you know, and, and when you hurt me in the pocketbook, you get my attention, right. <laughs> you know. So, so it, there was a motive for, for your quitting. Yeah. Legal and financially. Legally and now financially. That, now that you're clean, like you're past all that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, is this, well, is it was this, a habit. You know, I got myself into a habit is okay. what it is. You That's know? good. You know, but, uh, but let me tell you something. It makes me deal with life's. On life's terms, you know, right. it's like I'm going, wow, man, you know, I never knew. So every now and then I get, you know, I get a little freaked out, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, like I'm going, holy moly, am I going to be okay? Right. You know, am, am I going to make it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I just have one more drink, <laughs> you know, then I'll be okay. Right. And then I say to myself, man, are you stupid or what? Take one, go ahead, take one more drink. Let me see how stupid you are. And I said, well, Okay. Bad thing about it is I talk to myself, as you can see, you know. So, and I'm starting to answer myself. You know, that's the scary part. I can just walk out of the room. And you just keep going, right? Yeah, I can hold the conversation. Well, congratulations on on, on being thank you for so long, and thank I hope you, so I much, hope you continue. Yeah. Albert, what do you got coming up this year? Hey. I know you do Fiesta every year. Talk about the the Fiesta event you do. Nyosa, Nyosa, the Group Doctors, Man, Arneson group River, doctors. right? Arneson River, four nights of craziness. Hey, man, we do the, uh, the Nyosa, and it is just a blast out yeah. there, you know, because we get the people fired up, yeah. and they start, you know, they start kicking, and, you know, we give them everything, you know. I mean, it's just, uh, Dougie goes into the, you know, boot scoot boogie. Oh, I thought you said he goes yeah. into water. Yeah, well, we, no, that's Andy. <laughs> that's Andy. You know, Andy, Andy gets real rowdy. <laughs> what yeah. else you got coming up? I know that's one of your big events for the year. Well, uh, we d- we're doing a lot over there at Krause's uh, Beer Garden out there in New Braunfels. 
you know, we got uh, Mart- this Saturday. We got Martini Ranch. Mm-hmm. I mean, Martini uh, Club. You know, behind you're, probably behind you're North. Starting Mall. to be a regular there. Yeah, I think we're uh, we got uh, once a month there. Sometimes twice. If you have anything to say, no, no sir, you're good. I'm good. I'm good too, man. Hey, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for, you for the letting podcast. me. Thank you for letting me come by and and talk about your life. Hey, this is your life. <laughs> <laughs> thank, uh, you, uh, thank you, for listening to the texas music spotlight podcast be sure to subscribe to the podcast and visit our website texasmusicspotlight.com to find out how you can be a part of the live recordings until next time please continue to support local artists and music in your hometown turn your head mr garcia cough (laughs) (coughs) thank you